Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And now we have Michael Goodwin, of course, uh, the great Pulitzer Prize winner, amazing New York Post columnist. And Michael, uh, you know, you talked about you did a big column about Albany, but I first want to get to your thoughts about Trump, Ohio, Biden in Ukraine. Your thoughts, Michael? Well, it does paint a contrast, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, I think it shows the the difference in the focus. And it, I have to say that the Trump people were very smart to uh, to seize that opening, knowing that uh, nobody from the administration had gone to Ohio, that it seemed to be a sort of tailor-made tragedy for for Trump to come in and talk about the forgotten people. I mean, these are people who are forgotten. That, that's not a that's not a fable. This is a this is a true story. And for him to go there, I think uh, was was a very sharp move. So it's look if this were the heart of the campaign, if we were a year from now. Uh, that would be a, a big, big deal, a big mistake, a big opening left by the Democrats. But I think uh, coming coming so so early, it won't have a lasting impact. But it was a very deft move on his part. Yeah, see, I think it is going to have a bad image. You just think of those four people uh, saying, where is everybody? And, and the fact he's over, you know, President Biden's thousands of miles away. Buttigieg is finally going tomorrow. I think it actually it look it just sort of epitomizes the disconnect, Michael. Yes, absolutely. I, I think, though, that the the limit on on the impact is simply that the people who already are for Trump love this and the people who are for Biden don't really care. Uh, they're with Biden. They don't care about those people. Um, and I think that there is an enormous. How sad power. is that, by the way? Yeah. What a sad testament, Michael Goodwin, you know? Well, look, I mean, uh, you know, I, we were talking about Albany. Uh, look at the look at the legislature up there that doesn't care about the people in New York City. So I think there are different pockets of forgotten people everywhere by our government. And I think that this is. This is a great moment to sort of see the difference, as you say, Rita, between between Trump and between Biden. But I think it's it's part of a larger story. And that's what the campaign will be about. Not so much this specific incident, but sort of which America are you do you live in and which America are you for and who will you vote for because you live in that America? Michael, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. That column you had was very telling about the suppression of a countervailing point of view that there really is a public safety crisis and it was suppressing the testimony of the district attorney of Albany County. And your column hit on that profoundly. Would you explain, please? Sure. Uh, David Soares, the longtime DA of Albany County, and in my opinion, not, not necessarily someone you would recommend as a top gangbuster. But he has studied uh, these bail laws, the the, raise the age law, and has compiled all these statistics 
about the impact in various parts of the state, including parts of the city, for some of these things. And he came as a DA, as a black DA, to come and tell the the, the uh, Senate, state Senate, hearing on criminal justice that these laws were a fatal mistake, that the changes they had made, that they really should undo the damage, and that the real victims were the were the people who they said they were trying to help, which is essentially. Uh, black and Latino New Yorkers, that they were the ones who were suffering the brunt of the crime wave. He said, look at where the murders occur. Look who the victims are. Uh, and so this is what he planned to tell them. And then so they, they wouldn't let him come. This. They got wind of this and they said, no, don't come. You, you're rescinded. So there was a behind the scenes squabble. Uh, his remarks were read into the record, but he didn't get to appear and tell them face-to-face, -face. And, and they don't want to hear it. They and, don't want to hear Michael, it. Michael, this is Rudy Washington. I thought Al Sharpton gave them their marching orders and told them to change the bail bill. Well, you would think so, but maybe... maybe uh, I remember the, uh, reading the column Express on that. <laughs> the Pony Express hasn't gotten to Albany yet. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, it is striking that so, there's so much evidence that crime... Uh, as Lee Zeldin showed during the campaign, that crime is the number one issue causing people to leave the city and the state. And Kathy Hochul, the governor, says we have to stop people from leaving the state. But she does nothing about the crime, nothing about the taxes, nothing about sort of the quality of life issues uh, that are driving people away. And so it's just hard to figure as I say at the end of the column, how do these people sleep at night? Yeah, really, absolutely. How scary is that, guys? And, and John, what was the number? We had uh, the uh, CFO from Florida yesterday. Of how many were going to Florida? 900 a day. 900 a day, 360,000 uh, a year. And I think uh, Florida's up to 22 million. New York is down to 20 million. Wow. Michael Goodwin, thank you so much for being with us, uh, the great Pulitzer Prize winning columnist at New York Post. We love you and love your perspective, Michael. Thanks for being here on Cats and Cosby. And what do we say? Thank you. And what do we stand for? Truth, Truth justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America.